You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? We're back again. And again, we're still down our man, Ben. But this is episode 14. We got through unlucky number 13. And we're welcoming back Mr. Nate Pass. What's going on? It is a absolute pleasure to be back. I think the biggest the biggest unlucky thing we did is we uh, we didn't know Ustazen had won the the British Open instead of the Masters. What I think it was Charles Schwartzel who had you confused on that. That's possible. I, I That's thought possible. about that all in my, night. In my defense, if you make a two on a par five, that they should end the tournament and it's an auto win. Right. Yeah. Albatross so, said the Masters is a auto win. win. Itself. <laughs> auto win. So and, uh, had. Morikawa did go to uh, Cal and not Stanford. Yeah, just everything was Tiger on my mind at that point. So. It was it it was uh, it was a little rocky episode thirteen, unlucky, but uh, we got through it. Um, our man Ben, a quick update on Ben. He's okay. He had an emergency appendectomy. So uh, I'm not exactly sure what that is. It's your appendix. It uh, start, I think it ruptured and you got to get that out quick. Yeah, you got to get that thing out of there. All right. Why do we have an appendix? I, I mean, I personally, I think we should just go ahead and take them all out. We don't know what they we don't know what they do, and eventually they try to kill you. Yeah, so, they do nothing all day, and then they rupture, and it it threatens your life. They yeah. collect they collect things and uh, get infected, and eventually try to kill you, and nobody knows what it does. Let's just get the tonsils and the appendix out. All just go ahead, trip. like at birth, circumcision, tonsils, appendix, get it out of there. You may want to make that appointment, like right during Masters week, and just be laid up watching 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 some golf. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, like we said, this is episode 14. We got past Unlucky 13. Nate is back in, skies out, thighs out, and we're ready to rock and roll. So, I wore my shortest pair today just to yes. really embrace it. Yes. It's a, it's, it's a visual that you obviously can't see, but we may put it out later. So, it's a sight to be seen. So, we are wrapped up with 2021 majors. Uh, major season is over, and... We started this podcast shortly before the U.S. Open, so we didn't really get to talk about the Masters. We didn't really get to talk about the PGA, so I thought it would be fun to kind of go back and relive them a little bit and kind of pull out the fun storylines that we saw from each one and you know just celebrate this great master season that we had because last year it was kind of on the ropes a lot. A little different. A little yeah. different. Not a lot of fans. We kind of saw a lot of that start to come back, and it kind of felt normal again. So just kind of want to go back and uh, revisit some of the fun storylines that we had this year. So, Nate, we had Masters back in in spring. Where it's supposed to be. Where it's supposed to be. We had azaleas blooming, colorful everything. No brown leaves, no anything. It was back to – Back to what we're used to. So uh, short it, sleeves. Short sleeves were nice. Were nice. The golf course played pretty tough, um, pretty firm, which was a lot different than it was in, you know, November. So we talked about how, you know, guys that had their first Masters in November, this was, you know, even though it was only six months away, it was going to be something a completely different experience because the course played completely different. So. Other than that, like what was your what was your biggest thing that that you took away that you enjoyed from from the Masters this year? So I do want to make a quick note. Uh, the Masters is absolutely my favorite golf tournament, favorite sporting event. Um, of all I took time. it, yeah, I took it so far as to get the Masters logo tattooed um, on my body. Um, <laughs> Where on your body, Nate? Uh, 
you can't see it while you see me at work. That's just, I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, but it was even all, with it was, those short shorts. Even with the short shorts, they had to be way shorter. But that's all I'm going to say. Uh, no, this was the first of first major with spectators. Yes. In a year, the Masters in November was a a bit of a letdown in my opinion. I mean, Dustin ran away with it. It was in November. There was football. There was Thanksgiving. It just was unnatural because we usually sit there and wait. You know, and in heavy anticipation of the Masters. Yes. You know, basically, right now is when the anticipation starts for the 2022 Masters. Um, so that was that was cool. The the spectators were back. Um, it was weird. We uh, we had gotten used to Tiger being back. You know, like Tiger's like a long distance relationship. Like he's here sometimes, and he's gone, and he's here, and, <laughs> and you think he's back. He's he's one 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 in 2019, and and then he's. Uh, but when he comes back, it's so great. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of like the ex girlfriend effect. You know? It really is. It really is. Um, but anyway, uh, Matsuyama, first Japanese male to ever win a major championship. Um, it's big. Yeah, huge. It's it's with a guy like Matsuyama. There's a disconnect. He's always got an interpreter. You don't yes. really ever hear him talking. Um, but to see his reaction on the 18th green, I mean, it, there's the, obviously the, the Japanese are very stoic and he, I mean, finally let loose, uh, very out of character for his culture. Sure. That was, that was awesome. Um, I saw where I saw an interview after, uh, kind of piggybacking off that Andy North, who I think he played a lot in Japan. He's one of the, well, obviously one of the commentators. And he said that what that's worth in Japan was pr- is eventually going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of a billion dollars. Good gracious. Like they they the when when it comes from endorsements in Japan to appearances in Japan like he's basically like the king. You know what I mean? So it's that 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 in and of itself was was just absolutely huge for Japan J- Japanese golf cuz they're just a they're a golf that's a huge golf like fervent community it's like, like soccer in europe they exactly, just are exactly. nuts. they love it they yeah. love it and you know he hasn't played very well since though <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's had one top 25 two missed cuts but it was still great to see him. it was still great to see him win and then zalatoris just breaking onto the scene i mean yes the all of a sudden his name is on everybody's lips on sunday just happy skinny gilmore's as a caddy yeah hits it as hard as he can it, yeah oh the all the all the gilmore <laughs> caddy memes were just all over the place yeah he um, can he came out of absolutely nowhere and it's like this little bitty dude that's like five five 120 pounds but he can absolutely mash the golf ball looks unhealthy almost like looks like he doesn't (laughs) doesn't eat (laughs) borderline unhealthy yes exactly but he he emerged and he's become sort of like a household name now so you know he finished second at the masters he he hit that the biggest thing that jumped out to me was remember on 18 he was sort of he was sort of uh he was reeling there right after the front nine he bogeyed two holes and i think he birdied either 16 or 17 and he had a uh, he he birdied two holes down the stretch to get back to nine under, and then he had that he kind of uh, he had a bad tee shot on eighteen, left it short right, and he had to chip it up and he was trying to get it to roll back down to the hole, and it just kind of hung up there. And he had to hit a bomb to make par right to get to come in back in at nine uh, nine under and kind of put some pressure on Hideki. So you know just the you know that atmosphere and that situation uh, that kind of made him jump out and sort of kind of skyrocket as far as his uh notoriety his and like stock yeah yeah his stock jumped big time so he, he finished uh second at the masters and then he turns around and finishes eighth at the pga like back to back like it just make sure there was not a fluke let folks know it was not a fluke not a fluke he even i mean 
he had he was kind of he kind of went viral for his uh his kick in putt that he missed this past weekend real and jabby stroke too it was the worst golf stroke i've ever seen yeah <laughs> it was like a it was like a figure eight but he uh it was like a two-foot putt and i don't know what happened he kind of just lost it but it could have been you know I've, I've had this before mostly because i'm a dad bod and not because i got injured trying to hack one out of the rough like he did but um you know you lean over the putt if you lean over if you're on the putting green for a while and you kind of just continue to lean over putts you get a little little tense in your back so i kind of wonder if maybe that had something to do with it he got hurt he hurt himself a, a few holes before but yeah other than that i mean he still shot 69 he was still under par and uh ready to go but he had the wd but he had a good year and this was kind of the launching pad so to speak of of his hopefully his career moving forward hopefully yeah. he's he's not too injured and he can kind of come back and there's just he is just a part of just a plethora of I mean the amount of talent pool oh, just yes. grows every single year I mean every year we're like man this guy's gonna win ten majors oh this this guy's gonna win ten majors and yeah. uh, it's just not you know ten years ago fifteen years ago you know Tiger he just didn't he wasn't playing it's the same talent pool when he was it does, when he was winning every the season. young amount of young athletic talent you're absolutely right it was it was sort of like the same old names that you saw all the time and then that boom after that of the young guys and now you you have a Will Zalatoris that comes out of nowhere it's seemingly every tournament or every year for sure and um, I'm excited to follow him he does he's really fun on social media he does a lot of cool appearances and I'm excited to watch him um, kind of excited to watch him blossom another thing from the Masters um, it's a, it was another time where Xander had had it like in his grasp and something insane happens, and he just falters and can't pull it out. And uh, what I'm talking about is 16, and, and I'm not like I'm I'm not a great golfer, but the way the way that hole is set up on Sunday, I don't think I could ever. I think I could play it ten times and never hit it in the water. You just yeah. throw if you. I mean, if you throw it out way to the right, it's just going to. It's either going to funnel back down to the hole. Like you can't miss left. Like you can miss anywhere else on that hole. And he not he like toe hooked it, hit it heavy hook. I mean, just not even close and into the water and triple bogeys and basically shut her down for that one. And you you can make a hole in one on that hole hitting it thirty feet right. Most guys who make hole in yes. one start way out there. There's yeah. no advantage going. No advantage that going pin. right at it. No, just Nothing. throw throw it away from the water and it comes back. That's why they put the pin there for that excitement. That you know that thing we saw Tiger in 2019. He almost had an ace, and, right. and it's like the the drama of it hitting the top of the hill and trickling down Such slowly, and everybody's just the crowd starting to pick up and never, never, never go left. Like it was a it was a it was a terrible miss hit at the worst point in time, and it Absolute seems like time. it seems like that continually happens with him. He, he can't quite get past the little, quite get over the hump. So he can play sixty eight great holes in a major yeah. and then get down to oh. that stretch yeah yeah and then he had you know and you don't have and 17 and 18 are just not birdie holes so it's like impossible after you get past after you get past 15 and 16 it's just really hard to say i'm gonna go birdie 17 and 18 and get it back like you just can't do it in a triple bogey so not only did he hit it in the water but he made like a a bogey after that i guess right yeah i guess <laughs> yeah dropping three yeah no, yeah it was he uh complete he solidified meltdown. it yeah complete meltdown hey did you get tickets no 
I didn't want to post mine. I saw uh, saw you guys post yours, but um, <laughs> I did the obligatory. We regret to inform you. Yeah, let's be honest. They don't regret to inform you. No, absolutely no. not. They yeah. just. Uh, I, I would have, love to see. Have you been? I've been. Uh, I've been to a practice round. Sorry. Not winning tickets. I was. I was gifted tickets. So, I went on a Monday practice round and. What was crazy uh, was we came in, um, if you're familiar with it at all, there's a, uh, the top entrance obviously is where most people go in. It's where the clubhouse is and, you know, the big merch tents and this and the other. But if I go back, I'm going to do what we did. And we parked accidentally. We had no idea what we were doing, but we parked at the bottom. Like you come in from the backside, like you come in through 16 and there's a, there's a great merch shop back there and there's not a lot of, traffic because it's so far away but yeah we came in there and like as we're walking up we hear a huge roar huge like crazy roar and it was uh rory had hit a hole in one on 16 and we just missed it during the practice round during the practice round that's awesome what year was that this was the year after spieth won yeah so the willet year the forgotten yeah the forgotten 16 i think maybe yeah because we went and uh we went and watched uh we actually got there and watched jordan play jordan justin and who else did they play? Who played? I can't remember who played with them, but we were, we walked up on 15, and Jordan was in the middle of the fairway, and he hits his three wood or whatever that little club, rescue club thing he he hits. Right. He hit it into the stands. Right. Drops another one, hits it into the stands. So like immediately, I get like when we get off the course, I'm texting everybody. I'm like, don't. No. No. He's done. Stay away from speed. Stay away from speed. And then he almost wins the tournament until he. Just dunked Dunks one or on, two on twelve. Yeah, yeah. made like a seven on twelve or yeah. something, something crazy. So, yeah, I enter every year. I've never won. I have buddies that win all the time. I have a buddy that won four practice round tickets on Wednesday this year. So, I'm curious. I would love to know behind the scenes, like how many people actually enter that thing. It's got to be millions. Got to be. Yeah. And then, what are the total amount of tickets? Is it? Thirty or forty thousand people a day when it's full capacity is that something? Is that kind of close? That's, that's a pretty closely guarded secret. They're not. You're not going to hear them like at an Auburn game saying today's attendance was. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not like that at the Masters. Right. So I mean, the this, the odds are just not yeah. not in your favor. And you know, I've heard things like people say like I always I always go in and max out. So I say you know give me four for Monday, four for Tuesday, four for Wednesday, two for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I've heard like if you rotate that, if you do like two on one practice round, three on one, four one, like you don't you kind of mix it up on the practice rounds. Um, it helps you. It could help you out. Maybe they don't like the greedy people who are just who are just trying to yeah, but like to get them all. Well, the, you know, Augusta National will find you and shut you down if you're trying to buy tickets and sell them. So like it's it's really hard, especially if you go inside in any kind of marketplace or anything like that. Uh, they will they will shut you down. So I, I can I'm not sure that I completely buy that they just they're not they're the the whole number thing works. But you know anybody try like if there's any kind of secret that you can do to try to win these tickets like they're so sought after. I th- I think anybody will give it a try. So right. I, uh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No. When I went one year in 2013 after uh, Bubba hit the crazy shot out of the woods yes. in the playoff against Boost Days, and I'm pretty sure, ironically enough. Um, but uh, as I was coming out, it's just Monday practice round, and there were some local folks there. And what they, they said they do is they come at like 4 o'clock every day and just catch people coming out. Yeah. He, he paid me 20 bucks for my ticket, but I was like, I really want it back for a memento. So 
I sell him my ticket, twenty bucks. He gets in, and then four days later in the mail, he mailed me my ticket back. That's and it's cool. Still hanging at my at my condo. That's awesome. Yeah, I if st- I lived there, I'd be no doubt I'd be hanging around two or three o'clock just to. That's a great idea. Yeah. So just hang out around the gates. We, yeah, I mean, we were there all day. You get to you get maybe an hour and a half of golf, but yeah, you get to use the nicest bathroom in the world for twenty. Oh, bucks. for sure, for sure. And maybe there's still some snacks left. I, I, the thing that. If I go back again, I want to go for a tournament round. The, I, my first time, I wanted it to be a practice round because I'm, I was so obsessed with the course. So I wanted to walk. I didn't even really care to just walk and see a whole lot of golf. I wanted to go walk the whole thing, absorb it all, take it in. And uh, I think that was kind of the way to go. But I do when I go back, I really would like to go to an actual tournament round and feel that feel the atmosphere and everything right. that comes along with it. I don't think I'd want to, I mean, if someone offered me tickets, obviously I'd go, but Sunday, I just, I love watching on TV. You can't be everywhere at once. You, I heard you can't see anything. I mean, unless you camp out somewhere. Uh, Saturday would be my perfect day, I think. If the, if I got, I wouldn't, I don't think I would want to go buy tickets for a Sunday, but if somebody invited me to go on a Sunday, I would be down for it because I just don't think, even though you, you do, like you said, you miss some of the coverage, that atmosphere has to be just absolutely unreal, like on a, on a Sunday at the Masters. So, oh, the electricity, the roar. I mean, they call them the Sunday roars for, for a sure, reason. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that was the Masters this year. It was great. Um, there was a great viral uh, picture that I think summed it up so perfect. It was um, Matsuyama's caddy when he went to get the flag at the end. He Huge did, moment. Bowed to the course. I was like, just such a cool, cool uh, gesture. To Augusta, and they talked about it forever, deservedly so. And there's T-shirts, and there's all kind of things for right. it. So that was really cool. Um, and then you move um, from the Masters, the second major of the year, which we didn't think it could get any better than the Masters. Somehow it outdid it, um, and that was a PGA Championship. And our boy Phil, who's become so much fun on Twitter to follow, 51 years old, pulls it out and takes down Brooks and there was a lot of there was a lot of storylines obviously that's the most obvious one so uh what's what was your big takeaways from the PGA championship so it was a that course is awesome I think they've had the PGA there before uh a few times Kiwa Island yeah the the majors don't come south very often except for the masters right um but yeah six under I love a good bloodbath yes I mean, those guys shoot 20 under 25 under to win every week I love when they're grinding out even one under par um <laughs> Another, I know we talked about this a little bit last time. Louis was tied with him after 36 holes. I mean, the guy is just He's there sitting there the waiting time. to pounce all the time. Uh, but yeah, Phil and Usazen both shot one over on Sunday. So, I mean, Phil shoots one over to win in the final round. And that's, I, I mean, I just love, I love a bloodbath. And he had that hole out on, uh, I think it was number five, the part three, the long part yeah. three. It yep. was just, after making a, I know, they, they all, they all, flopped at the beginning i mean right kepka made double coming out of the gate yeah. Phil made bogey yeah i mean they were all they were all feeling it but yeah 50 years 11 months and seven days and the the guys that he's beating grew up watching him that is just wild i mean yeah it's like your dad taking you out and just whipping you on the yeah. course on on the biggest stage in golf <laughs> yeah yeah so uh one thing about this this is the course this is the tournament where the term brooksy was born if you remember it Back this in is, 2012? No, this is no, this is where Brooksy was born. The whole Brooksy uh, controversy. Oh yes, yes. During the practice round, so this is kind of where the the Bryson versus Brooks feud 
took another step to another level. This is when fans got involved and they started calling Bryson Brooks and Brooksy on the, on the course. And there was viral videos where he was not happy with it, asking people to stop. And uh, this is kind of where that whole rivalry, so to speak, it's not really a rivalry, but that whole the beef. feud of beef, yeah, kind of just skyrocketed to another level. So that was that was pretty cool. And another takeaway is, you know, Brooks tries to be, you know, the tough guy. I'm too cool. Um, you know, I don't even like golf. That I don't much. even I'm really, really like golf. I'm just really good at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm too cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, he he at the end of the end of the tournament, this was sort of the this was sort of to me the signifying moment where we said golf crowds and golf is back was on hole 18 when literally the crowd engulfs everybody, the golfers. Every the uh, Brooks and Phil on the last hole, the crowd come goes out, comes crazy, comes running up the fairway. They completely surround them, just engulf them. Yeah. And uh, to me, that was obviously I wasn't in the scenario. I was not playing, so I, maybe it was annoying. But what a freaking cool moment, man! What a cool moment that it was to see them do that. And then Brooks, you know, complains obviously. Sorry, man. Sorry, bro. Sorry you lost. Yeah. This Sorry is, your, you this is your dad's moment. Yeah, let your dad take this. This is, this is Papa Phil's moment. <laughs> this is Papa Phil's moment, but that was really cool. So, have you ever played Kiowa? I haven't, no. I uh, Sawgrass is probably the biggest stage I've ever, nice. ever played on. I played the Ocean Course two years ago, a year and a half ago, because they still had um, – they were really starting to pump up the PGA Championship coming, which was obviously this year. And – I'm not a great golfer, but you know I'm Don't a tell yourself I'm short, a single Kyle. I'm a single digit handicap. Yeah, you okay? play on the ball. So we we get we get up there, uh, me and my buddy, and we're like, uh, "What tees do we want to play?" And he's like, "I kind of want to just play. I want to play from where they're going to play the PGA Championship." So we get this caddy, <laughs> and it was one dude that carried both our bags, and we kind of throw that out there, and he rolls he like rolls his eyes. He's like, "Are y'all serious? Like, why would you want to do this?" Um. Are y'all plus handicaps, this, that, and the other? And we're like, no, we're neither one of us are plus handicaps. And he goes, well, look, we can give it a shot, and if y'all want to move up, that's fine. So <laughs> so he had a ton of confidence in us. Right. And this was in a, it was in January, which surprisingly, it was like 68 degrees, but it was very windy. It was like 17 miles an hour straight off, straight off the coast. So we get out there off number one, and we both stripe a drive down the middle. My buddy hits it to about – 10 feet I hit it to about eight feet and he makes his birdie putt and I lit my birdie putt out and so the guy was like okay maybe you know you look over the cat and you're like yeah this is why we yeah, want to play exactly back here. bro like we may try to qualify roll for your this eyes thing. again <laughs> we may try to qualify for this thing <laughs> so no so then we go to number two and number two is a par five that's the tee shot goes literally directly back into the coast and it's like 260 to carry to the fairway Ooh. And the wind's right in our face, and neither one of us get it to the fairway. <laughs> and so we're like, damn, this is hard. And it was just downhill from there. It was downhill from there. I think I made like four or five pars and shot like 97, but I was fired up because I broke 100. It was a, that is a cool course, and it's really cool. And that's one of the reasons I love golf that we have, we can go play on the same field, so to speak, that these guys play on, and you can see where people hit drives, and you know where you hit from, and right. this, that, and the other. So, that's probably the that was the first PGA tournament that, 
our first course like that the pros play on that I played before a big tournament. So I kind of got to watch. I know like all the holes and this that, and the other. And there's a couple of holes where I'm like, that hole's the hardest hole I've ever played, and they just make it look so easy. And it was just so cool to see that. And that you know, Kiowa is a special place. It's accessible to anybody. It's basically public. Right. You can go play. Walking with a caddy isn't a cool experience, uh, even if they have no faith in you yeah. whatsoever. He started. We had fun towards the end of the round, though. So we had fun the rest of the way. He 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 was cool. Um, but yeah, PGA Championship at Kiowa, awesome. Uh, anything else that you had to talk about from that? Yeah, you, you, when we could spend an hour talking about Phil and Father Time, but um, we could just beat that dead horse all day. Hey, but, Phil is his victory tour is still going. Yeah, rode around in the cart with us, and I think what was it? The next tournament, he, I mean, he shot like seventy five or something, <laughs> and his, his quote was like, "Yeah, I played like crap today, but I just won the PGA." So yeah, yeah, just, I mean, just doesn't care. Does not care. How about that? That one video that he posted, where he's going in that driving in the cart. He's and, got it like and, strapped in, and the cart is going like. 70 miles an hour yeah. like that golf car was <laughs> absolutely stuff yeah it's like all you can hear is the wind whizzing by and he's just he's so fun i mean maybe it's because twitter wasn't a thing you know 10 or 12 years ago but and maybe he was always as funny maybe it was I just he's always been a, a bit of a zinger yeah, yeah maybe he's always been this funny and he just now he his platform has grown to the point that he can actually share it with the fans but god he is absolutely hilarious you remember when um there was the big issue with Kucher not tipping his caddy right and <laughs> yeah. i mean phil just had that whole spiel driving down uh magnolia lane talking about Kucher and if he wanted to, i don't remember exactly what the the quotes were but i mean he was relentless Speak, on Kucher after that. Talking about Kucher real quick, this is kind of a sidetrack. So right after that whole controversy, um, you know, Duffner used to have his charity tournament at AU Club. I'm right. not sure when that's going to start back, if it starts back, but he would basically bring in a bunch of pros. And uh, I was sitting on hole 12 watching, and I see Kucher and his group get off of 11, and Kucher comes like speeding up to the tee box, miles ahead of the group, like not even interacting with them at all. Gets up, tees up a ball, hits it, and it wasn't even. It kind of went off the, off the hill to the right, like it wasn't even in the fairway. Right. And he goes, uh, "All right, guys, y'all come on, let's go catch up with the group in front of us. That one's good enough." And they're like about to walk onto the tee box. They've spent thousands of dollars to play with this guy, and they're like, <laughs> "They're like, are you serious?" And then he just gets in his cart and rides off. And I was like, "Wow, if that didn't just uh, solidify, I, I would, you know what, I would have told him. I'd be like, look here, Mister Kucher, Mister Matt, um, you're gonna watch all." 65 of my shots or how whatever we shoot you're gonna watch every single one of them yes <laughs> i've played you don't have to talk to me but you're gonna watch all my shots i've paid a lot of money to play with you but we were a buddy of mine we were watching and was, that was what we took away we're like damn he actually is kind of a jerk <laughs> he actually is kind of a jerk yeah you're out here for me like yeah exactly yeah duffner brought you out here to yeah to babysit me and i gave 15 20 grand to his and have you ever known a jerk to wear sketchers i mean yeah you can't be a, you can't aging be a, Charlie Cox. <laughs> Shout out Charlie. You can't be a you can't be a hard. You can't be tough when you're wearing Skechers. No, I mean, and he went to Georgia Tech. He's supposed to be like a friendly, big old smiling Georgia guy. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. yeah, that was a little bit of a sidebar. So uh, the next tournament uh, obviously was the U.S. Open, and we talked a pretty good bit about it. But um, there were some things that we obviously didn't that we we could, like you said. You could talk three hours about all of these, and there were some things we missed. But what was your Nate? What you what you love the most? Hate the most about the U.S. Open? Anything big that you took away from it? 
So you were just talking about um, the accessibility and how, and because when you watch golf on TV, you you go to a course where a PGA Tour event is played and watch it on TV. It's not the same. You can't appreciate it on TV, right? Um, Tory Pine. I mean, it's a it's a muni. If yeah. I think if you're a local resident, you pay it. You play like fifty me, bucks. Pay, yeah, fifty bucks. Apparently, the clubhouse looks like you know Tory Pines. Like it's just a kind of basic, a rundown building. Yeah. yeah, basic clubhouse. So that's I mean to have the U.S. Open, the uh, you know where technically anybody can qualify at an Everman's course. Uh, that course obviously became iconic with Tiger limping around uh, in 2008 to win after, and it became a 11 year drought before he won again. Right. Um, I've watched that replay of that playoff with Rocco so many times that I feel like that, yeah, that course I've seen it as much as, you know, like the Masters that you see every year. For sure. Um, Obviously, the big storyline is Rom just, you know, Giving it, giving the middle finger to COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was incredible. Yeah, the bounce back. Um, were you kind of surprised? And I talked about this when we did our roundup about the U.S. Open. But were you kind of surprised with all the hate Tory Pines got? Like people talking about how it was boring and, and this that, and the other. Did that kind of shock you? I, yeah, it's like, it's iconic, and it's it's a obviously it's a, a bloodbath. I think uh, my, during my research last night, six under won the PGA and the U.S. Open. Wow. Uh, so six under over four rounds, I, I mean, that's what the U.S. Open is supposed to be. It's like people want fireworks, but the U.S. Open is supposed to be a struggle. Exactly. So, yeah, one I, thing I disagree. Think, one thing that I think hurts Torrey Pines, and I talked to a buddy of mine about this, it's, it's on the water, but it's so high. Like, it's the elevation below above the sea level, as far as, I guess the beach is so high, that you don't get the views because, from the camera because – you're just looking out into the sky, into the horizon, because it's like I think they said it's like it's it's well over 200 feet in elevation above the beach. So I think if you know you got Pebble Beach, which is just right, right there, you can see the water on 18. You know it crashes and hits the seawall and goes up into the bunkers and things like that. And you got seven that's you know right there on the you know right there on the peninsula, waves crashing and it's beautiful. Torrey Pines is basically the same same kind of deal but it's just raised up so high that from the uh tv perspective it's hard to cap capture a lot of the views that you have like number four like holy cow you got a par four that you're literally running off a cliff you're running parallel with a cliff that looks out into the um into the pacific ocean and it's just absolutely breathtaking but you can't see that from you know the camera tower it looks like just like a flat basic hole and then the sky behind you because you know, the vantage point you can't see. And they did some cool drone stuff too, but I was just kind of shocked with the hate that that was the big one of the things early that I took away that I was kind of shocked of the hate that Tory Pines got. I thought we all loved it. <laughs> I yeah. thought everybody loved it. I haven't it. met anybody in real life that was like, oh, Tory Pines, so yeah. lame. Yeah. Um, another thing that uh, yeah, obviously we talked about John Rahm, you know, he goes to the memorial and. He's got a six-shot lead. He's playing just lights out golf. And Starts the day with a hole in one. I think they had to play yeah. some extra golf. Yeah. yeah. Well, he they the round the third round got postponed due to weather or something like that. So he has to come back and play. That was the second round. Sorry, finishes the, the second, second round. round. Finish yeah. the second round. So he comes back on Saturday. Has to finish the second round. And it was it was it the very first hole. He I think it was off, his first hole of the day. His yeah. first hole of restarting and finishing his second round. He hits a hole in one. Right. Which is. What a great way to, I mean. Yeah, just coming out of the truck. I you mean, know, when we play and we bury the first hole, everybody's like, oh, boy, we peaked. 
right yeah way too soon be careful yeah it's gonna go downhill quickly after that but like you start off with a hole in one it's like let's go well it just <laughs> never happens because you never start on a par three i mean that's yeah you know your first hole of the day starts. is rarely going to be a par three especially for those guys so. yeah they're not shotgun starting no like, no like shot no now shotgun. we on the other hand may start off and when we start off with a par three we're like god dang i gotta exactly get, let me go hit that eight iron on the range a thousand times <laughs> yep. so so i'm ready to go great but, way to start off a par when a scramble yes yes so uh he you know he goes out and hits a hole in one and shoots 64 i believe uh in his third round, six-shot lead, comes off the course, and they tell him that his COVID test came po- came back positive, and he can't play anymore. Um, so he has to basically withdraw. It was heartbreaking. And, you know, if it was anybody under the, I guess, caliber of player of John Rahm, like that could have been so much more devastating. Like we talked about that, like – you know how bad that could have affected somebody's career moving forward. Luckily, it was John Rom. Uh, I say luckily, but luckily it was John Rom from a status standpoint, and it didn't really affect him. But you know, then he rolls into the U.S. Open, and he kind of like lays in the weeds, like lays back a little bit, and then just charges towards the end and makes those two incredible putts on 17 and 18, and you know takes his wins his first major and jumps to number one in the world. It was just. It was incredible. It was everything everything that we could have asked for in a U.S. Open. Yeah, everything you want. And that's I, I think the U.S. Open is always Father's Day. And, I mean, yeah. his kid had just been born. Just been born. That's yeah. true. So, I mean, yeah. And that, that putt he made on 18 is not that far off from where Tiger's putt in 08 was, if I remember correctly. It was a little bit deeper, but kind of the same right. kind of the same thing. The hole was in the same spot. Um, a Interesting thing about, what you, about that, and because we've watched – the tiger highlights so much and it's so well known that 2008 uh final round like one of the things he said he knew how to put that like how to roll that putt is because lee westwood had the exact same putt to uh he had the exact same putt at the same time you know the last hole of the round uh he was in that final group too and uh so he he's such a student of the game that he remembered the highlights from it just like we do and that's one of the things he went to when he saw that putt he's like I know what this does because I just watched you know I've watched the replay so many times 100 times yeah <laughs> yeah so I love Tory Pines I love the U.S. Open um an it delivered an interesting note about Tory Pines is that I think it's it maybe that really one of the only courses that has a tour event every year and then has the U.S. Open I think yeah. the tour event they play both courses the um, tour event they do they play the north and the south and then right. they only play the south during the U- right. during the U.S. Open, correct. Pebble Beach has the pro am, and then when it yes. catches the loop for the U.S. Open, they'll play there. But other than that, I don't think. So you might not see some of these courses like Olympic or um, for years, yeah, Shinnecock or Pinehurst. Yeah, you may not see it for Pinehurst is coming up pretty soon because it's on that loop. But like right. like you said, like it just takes takes time for it to loop back around. But and you know, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the better U.S. Opens that I can remember. There's another one where Louis was right there. Yeah. Oh, he, right there. It was his it. to lose for the back nine. Yep. And then he had a couple of bad tee shots coming in. When and if you make a bad tee shot out there, you're either you're either in the hazard or you're you might as well be in a hazard in the rough. And right. uh, it just he kind of faltered down the down the down the stretch. And then we wind it up with the open. We talked a little bit about it. Um, we we talked about it yet uh, last show, but this one was special as well with Colin 
winning his second and eight tries. Uh, I also got another fact check that I didn't go back. We talked about it. Well, it's not really a fact check. It was more of a clarification. So right. we talked about how his uh, early in the week he had trouble, you know, making contact with the ball. And, uh, you know, because the ground is just different. And you said he had some equipment changes, and he did. We had a listener clarify. He, he completely changed the bounce, and uh, it was something else on his seven through nine iron because that was the ones he was hitting the most, I guess. Right. And I guess that was what did it because he was nails with his irons. That's that's pretty ballsy. I mean, that's like making an adjustment at this halftime of Super Bowl. Exactly. Um, yeah. And he's, I did see the quote. He His eight iron is his favorite club. So yeah. all of a sudden he is making an adjustment on his bread and favorite club. Favorite club. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a completely different game. So changing it up like that, that could have been the factor that that, that reeled it in. Um, one thing that we didn't really talk about that I kind of want to throw at you as a conspiracy theory. I'm listening. All right, so there was the talk about Bubba Watson, and right. he was he tested positive. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He um he has been vaccinated. He tested negative. Did, went through all the travel restrictions like he was supposed to. Right. But he came into contact with someone that had tested positive for COVID nineteen and the rules that the RNA in the UK have set up is if you, if it's contact tracing, it doesn't matter if you've been vaccinated. It doesn't matter how many negative tests you have. You can't basically, you can't come. You have to quarantine for X amount of days. Um, and obviously that was not going to be enough time. Right. So I've heard people talk about how Bubba is about travel and how Bubba is about having his family there and this, that, and the other, and he doesn't play particularly well over there. Yeah, never finished very well. Never finishes very well. I wonder if he turned himself in. That's my conspiracy theory. Just said that he, just like, oh, yep, yeah, uh, my neighbor had COVID. Or, or an easier way out, yeah. getting, kicking, getting himself kicked out instead of withdrawing. Instead of withdrawing, because maybe that's a, bad, that's a bad look, I guess. And Bubba at times can, at times has had image issues, I guess, from temper to... He's kind of a quirky dude anyway, yeah. but uh, that's my conspiracy theory. Because here's – and I talked about this too. Like, if you come into contact with somebody, like, you have to tell on yourself or you, or someone has to tell on you. Right. So there's either a rat. <laughs> there's a rat out there that told on him or, you know, he he told himself – he told on himself and – uh I don't know. I'm, that's my conspiracy theory. I think there was probably a couple of other guys. There was a couple of other guys that was there was some weird stuff um, that happened and they couldn't go for this kind of the same reasons. And I heard a lot of talk about, you know, Ricky talked a lot about it, the travel restrictions and you can only bring so many people and right. you can't bring your whole posse. And, and if you weren't playing in the Scottish Open, I mean, you had to there were some real weird ways you had to get there and what you had to do when you got there. And, bingo. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I my conspiracy theory is possibly that Bubba wasn't really keen on traveling or going through the the rigmarole that they were asking him to, so they kind of came up with the maybe the maybe the contact tracing story or this that and the right. other. Maybe it's not a complete lie, but it was definitely he didn't want to go. Yeah, he maybe he was in in the same uh, one of his buddies' buddies. Yeah, ran into somebody with COVID. Yeah, uh, there's two sides of that coin. I think that definitely he that would be an easy way out. But also, you uh, you would think Bubba's not afraid to be like, yeah, no, I'm I'm not going. 
you know, that's I, true too. That's but, true too. Uh, maybe he is trying to work on his issue. Maybe he got a new PR guy. Um, there's a couple guys in line for that. Uh, Patrick Reed, Bryson, you guys could work on your PR yeah, guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely go to uh, some image classes. Yeah, no so, kidding. So, uh, yeah, so that that was my that was one thing that we didn't really talk about when we when we wrapped it up that I thought maybe could have been a uh, little conspiracy theory and. But overall, I would say the major season was just good to see things kind of get back to normal. I agree. Major golf is awesome. Um, major golf is so much fun to watch. Uh, we got to watch the U.S. Open in prime time for the most part because it's out. Which is awesome. On the West Coast, which is just can't be beat. I think we got the PGA like that last year when Morikawa won. Yes. There's nothing better than Sunday night at 8 o'clock watching the finish. The only thing about that was the cra- there was no crowd. And, like, how crazy would the crowd have gone? I, I can't remember. I think it was either 14 or 15 when it was the drivable par four. Right. And he almost makes a one. Yeah. I mean, huge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, the crowd would have gone absolutely nuts. Nuts. But, yeah, so this year we got crowds back. Uh, the PGA crowd was insane. Um, that felt good. That felt so good to see. And uh, hopefully it's just momentum that we can build on, you know, moving forward. Um, right. Um moving forward a little bit so we got the playoffs that are going to start soon um i think the focus um the olympics is only four guys so like it's not going to be a huge emphasis for the tour so to speak i mean it is big to have golf back in the olympics but the big thing moving forward that everybody's going to be looking at is the Ryder cup which comes in september and Who's going to be in that Magic Six? Uh, who's going to be in the Magic Six auto picks? And then who's going to be somewhere around that 12 to 18 to 20 range that could be, that could float around and, and make it as a captain's pick? Uh, so I thought it would be fun. Like there's so much things that could change between now and then. Like there's a lot of these guys that are, you know, right around four, five, six that could be jumped by, you know, the guys at seven, eight, nine that are playing good golf. Like Jordan Spieth is only, you know, he's less than 300 points, you know, behind Xander Shoffley, and he's playing well every week. Like, he could jump from seven to six in no time. So, like, who are some fun guys in that, you know, that 13 to 25-ish range that possibly have a realistic chance, you know, to jump up in there that that we would like to see? So, you got you got Phil sitting at 17. Uh, you know, I'm back and forth on Phil. I don't, I don't think he's got a great uh, Ryder Cup record. Um, he's playing not very good. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> since the PGA, he has not done anything. No. Um, Zalatoris, uh, number 20. I mean, obviously he'd be a Ryder Cup rookie, but just the electricity that he brings, I think you could pair him up with just about anybody on that team, um, and it could be it could be pretty electric. I'm, I'm curious to see this injury moving forward. Right. Because it's kind of scary to say when you hit a ball that your arm goes numb, like from your shoulder down kind of goes numb. So, you know, hopefully it was just like like a stinger or something like that. So, but yeah, he would be awesome and fun to watch as well. Who else you got? Uh, let me go back to my list here. Um, Kisner's just such a, a, a crowd favorite. Um, you know, yes. he, he seems like maybe just the most classic American guy. Yeah, uh, he's at twenty two. Uh, he would be to me be a big jump. That that's a lot of he's got a lot of work to do. But if he could get somewhere around, if he could get somewhere inside twenty, if he could get inside twenty, somewhere around the like sixteen, seventeen, I think he's got a shot. Something about Kevin to me is such a great partner to have 
in an alternate shot or in a four ball format that they have because he he's not very long, but he never misses. No. You know what I mean? So so you're going to have a guy that you know is going to be fairways greens, fairways greens, and you can possibly pair him with somebody that's a little bit more aggressive, a little bit longer that can take chances, and you sort of have a green light. Bryson. Bryson, maybe. Yeah. I'd hate to do that to Kevin, but right. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't know. That could be a. That could be a start of a new beef there. <laughs> yeah, Kisner doesn't seem like he would put up with all that think, crap. Yeah. First of all, he played. This was kind of crazy. So in the, back in the open, he was last after the cut. So he was in last place. So he teed off by himself, and I think he finished in like two hours. Yeah, two. Yeah, two and a half hours just playing by himself. Yeah. Just so he's not going to put up with slow play. Um, maybe in the in the Ryder Cup, it's a little bit different, but uh, that. Anybody, I just I would love to see him. I would love to see him with somebody like a Tony Finau or somebody that can bomb it. That um, that you know you have that cool confidence knowing that Kisner's going to be fairways greens, fairways greens, and he's not going to make a lot of bogeys. He's going to make he's going to par you to death and make you have to make birdies to beat him. I think you put Louis and Kisner together on just a two man team. That's just absolutely lethal. I mean, that is if they could play, no chance of bogey. If, not in the Ryder Cup, obviously, but if they could, oh yeah, that's, you pair them up together. That's just the most boring sixteen basic, pars and two birdies <laughs> yes. every time. Yeah, Max Homa would be a guy that would be fun just for the um, entertainment aspect. Um, you know, Webb Simpson has been – he's been there a lot. He's at 13 right now. Yeah. That would be a good one. I mean, there's a lot of guys – Um, you know, we're talking about uh, bombers. Uh, if, you know, a guy like Jason Kokrak, you right. know, former long drive guy to get in there. I mean, that would be somebody that uh, you could pair with, you know, a Kisner-type player or somebody that's more steady and, you know, maybe turn some heads. So, Whistling – I think it's at Whistling Straits this year is, is the Ryder yes. Cup. Super long course. Right. Um, at the time of year, I'm wondering how much weather is going to uh, play into come into play. Um, it's going to be it's going to be really fun. That course is probably one of my favorite courses to, you know, uh, watch. It's the m- most one of the most aesthetically cool courses that these guys play. Right. In my opinion, uh, this is with a famous Dustin Johnson. Hitting out of a bunker. The bunker that was a bunker that wasn't a bunker. Yeah, the yeah. trampled down area that they said was a bunker that he grounded his club in. And uh, so, yeah, it's there's a lot of history there. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a that's going to be a good one. You got anybody else? I mean, I would love to see, you know, I, I, I'm not a Billy Horschel fan. Um, <laughs> be fine if he did not see the team. Um, <laughs> yeah, who would you not? Who do you hope doesn't get in? I say, yeah, Horschel. Uh, I'm out on that. Um, I mean, all these other guys. There's not, you know, Finau is right there at 12. Talk about a guy who can bomb it. Talk about a guy who's won second place uh, and played well, a good bit in his life. Yeah, played well. In, yeah, he played well in the Ryder Cup too. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think watching Scotty Scheffler swing for the whole Ryder Cup would be sort of painful. Right. I just that something about. That foot just slipping out, it just bothers me. And yeah, it kind of like it, it makes me nervous. If you go play the next day, you're it's in your head just yes. by watching. You're like, oh my god, I got to keep my keep my feet still. <laughs> He's that is that is one swing that I just makes me nervous because when my foot does that, the ball goes off the course. Right, hundred percent off the course, no control. And he does it every single swing, no matter what. And it's uh, that would be kind of hard to watch. So yeah, so pay attention to um, 
pay attention to the uh, the rankings. Uh, it's going to change a lot. They have, I think, either five or six tournaments left, and it cuts off after the BMW Championship. I think I got that right. Even you can fact check me, but I'm pretty sure I'm right after right right for that. And stay away from that one. You sound like you know way more about that than I do. <laughs> yeah, I did my research this time. So that's four. That's five or six different tournaments. A lot of things are going to change, and um, but it's going to be fun to have the Ryder Cup back. You know, obviously we lost it because of uh, COVID, but this is going to be um, it's going to be pretty electric. Uh, I think hopefully if this little fourth wave or whatever they call it um, doesn't screw it up by the time that rolls around, there could be some fun crowds there. Uh, no doubt around Whistling Straits. So that's a, that is a rowdy crowd up there as well. Oh yeah, they'll get after it. Aren't the minutes? It's Whistling Straits is in Wisconsin, isn't it? I just took Which a step is, out. What? I just, yep. Oh. I just took a. I just took a uh, step out. I'm not going to say where I thought it was because it's not Wisconsin, so I'm not going <laughs> to not going to come out incorrectly. It's uh, in Wisconsin. Okay, good. Sheboygan. I was going to say New York, which I'm glad as uh, yeah. maybe it's Whistling. Yeah, Sheboygan, uh, Wisconsin. Sheboygan. So the Minnesota folks are the ones that go to the uh, the waste management and get all rowdy. Is that right? They were the Vikings. The Vikings. Yes. Okay, they so go out at sixteen. Yeah. But anyway, those so those people around that area they like to party. So yeah. that could be that could be fun. That could be fun. Um, it's their last hoorah before their long winter, so they're wanna they're gonna want to get it going. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It, it, it gets cold up there. Um, Nate, man, do we? Have we I got some awards for the majors. Oh I don't yeah. Know if we have time. We There's, no, we do. We okay. got plenty of time. We're gonna. Nate has some. Nate has some awards. Uh, top top awards for the major winner or for the majors. So, yeah, twenty twenty one major awards. Um, so uh, some of the stuff we have touched on. Obviously, we talked about all these majors, but uh, the best photo is is by far and away Matsuyama's uh, caddy best photo for bowing. sure. Yeah, I mean that that'll be an iconic Masters photo. I want know. that on my wall. Yeah, uh, no doubt, no doubt. That was a, a like a, a huge cultural reference. Bowing in America is obviously not a not something we do, but that's a enormous gesture. Um, Absolutely. Culture. All right. So, best haircut of a major champion, and I'm going to be a little biased on this. More cow's hair was awesome. It I was pretty sweet. Love a high and tight. Uh, you pull that off sometimes. I did back in the day, and back then I the got day. engaged, and um, no, I just don't have that haircut anymore. <laughs> but hey, tattoos last forever. <laughs> that's true. That's uh, true. So the biggest uh, biggest surprise non-winner, and this could be a couple of guys. I Kepka. If you had asked me at the beginning of the year. Who's who's no doubt winning one of the four majors? He's got the reputation of not giving a crap when it comes to a, a regular event. Yeah, uh, it's shocking a little bit. And he was there, sitting there on yeah, sitting there at, at the PGA, um, sitting there at. Uh, he was not far behind at the Open. Yeah, at, the know, open. at times he could. He, he felt like he could have made a run. Um, I'm not. I can't really remember how he finished. I know he finished under under par, I believe, at the U.S. Open, but it was. He was know, close. I think he. Maybe one or two under or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I, I still kind of wonder if he's rushed this knee thing. Right. Um. Anytime you have knee surgery, and as much as powerful as he plays the game, you kind of wonder. And he complained about it at the PGA. Obviously, you know that could have been loser's limp a little bit. But you know, he, I, I wonder if he's rushed it. But yeah, I agree. Brooks to me by far and away. And you, I mean. You can't really say Louie because it's not surprising at all that he came in second, you this know, is, a yeah, couple of times or time. Yeah. <laughs> that's his that's his thing. 
I'm a little surprised that uh, that Bryson didn't win any. I'm not disappointed. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I would have I would have thought he was gearing up for one, uh, especially the way he was acting like he was going to be playing a basically a different golf course than everybody else. Um, Tory seemed one seemed like one that he possibly could have overpowered. I mean, it's because it's it is it is longer, so he was going to have a, a huge advantage, but right. he couldn't. I mean, got to keep it in the fairway. Got to keep it in the fairway. So best course, I'm gonna I put outside of Augusta. That's biased because we play Augusta every year, and that's it's just the greatest golf course that ever known existed. To man. But I, I mean, I put Tory. I just for the the history, how iconic it is, how it, it is every man's course in yeah. every man's open. I don't St. George. You know, when you we don't know courses over there as well. St. Andrews obviously big. Carnoustie, we know the the very big ones. Um, but yeah, Tory was was the one for me. I would, I think I would go, Kiowa. Yeah, over Tory and possibly probably I have recency bias because I played it. Sure. So um, that's a subtle flex there. Um, so I probably I probably go with uh, Kiowa, but Tory is I love Tory. That's definitely on my bucket list. We're gonna make that happen. Yeah. Anyway, all we gotta do is bring you know seventy five dollars. Well, f- for us, I guess what one for us it'll be somewhere. I think it's like it'll it's around like three hundred bucks. I think it's yeah, pretty it's, expensive. That's fine. We'll make that happen. We gotta find some local guys, right? Yeah, fake so IDs. There you go. Fake IDs. Been a while since you used a fake ID. Hasn't it has it? several years. Uh, best uh, best moment. We've talked about a bunch of moments. I, I don't know if there's a clearly defining one, but Phil being the oldest person who ever been a major for sure. Uh, beating you know Kepka, beating Ustase, and you know that is uh, Phil is an iconic guy. It's not some it's not some rando that happened to get hot when he was. 50 years old. Right. This is a guy that is, is eligible for the Champions Tour. He's been eligible for the Champions Tour for 11 months at this point and beats a stacked field. I mean, that is... Of young guys. He's, as long as he's hitting bombs, yeah, and, and he's yeah, going to be out those there. Those calf muscles. Those, those uh, beautiful calves. I thought it was awesome. There was some there was some whip, some backlash on the 18 with everybody running up there. But, I mean, that is... That's that's old school golf. That is. That, you know. There were some videos. There were some cool videos that surfaced after that, too, that was like one a thing used to be that... After the last putt would go in, everybody would like dive into the hole to go steal the steal the really? ball or get the ball. There's some really cool videos of like back in the um you know 40s, 50s, and 60s when you know like these you know Jacks and your Arnies and all those guys they sink the putt to win and the crowd just dives into the into the just trying to find that ball trying to get the ball. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't I haven't seen that. Um, last award and I just added this one last minute this morning. Uh, the biggest loser of the majors of 2021, and it feels so good to say this. COVID nineteen, the twenty twenty one golf majors beat you. Yes, we, we won. Yes, fans were back. Rom, you tried to defeat Rom, and he he overpowered you. Yeah, you said you tried to take the memorial away from him. He said that's fine. I'll just take the U.S. Open right after my son's born. Um, so yeah, it is just after a year of uh, you know being able to hear exactly what guys are saying when they miss putts. I know he has some issues with microphones because there's no crowds to, to <laughs> yeah. cover up the microphones. Yeah. Um, you know, winning putts for majors with nothing. With no reactions, um, it was awesome to see see crowds back. Oh yeah, and um, so yeah, that that's what I've got for the award season here. Cool man. Well, Nate, you saved us again, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, this Absolutely. was a lot of fun. We'll do it more, and hopefully, like I said, we're gonna be shooting some fun content uh, moving forward. Um, Nate, where can they find you? Come by Airport Motors in Auburn, Alabama. The short shorts will be there for at least a couple more months. I don't pull out the pants till at least October. Uh, we got some Plenty great deals. Yeah, trade-in values are, are sky high right now. Uh, never been a better time to buy. 
So come uh, come by and see me at Airport Motors in Auburn, and uh, we can talk golf, we can talk cars, we can talk about whatever you want, Bingo. as long as you're signed on the dotted line. Absolutely, absolutely. And you can uh, follow us on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, it's Dad Bod Golf Pod. You can email us at dadbodgolfpod.com. You know, send us some ideas, send us some fact checks, whatever. Um, you can DM us or you can email us. Uh, you can even call us. Uh, you can call us and leave a voicemail. And uh, if it's funny, we might play it on air. Uh, you can call us at 334-521-8307. Uh, and, you know, you can always go. Uh, we need, you know, these things help. Rate, subscribe, and review on Apple iPod app. Uh, we've had some funny ones in the past. Uh, we will read them out loud if the funnier the better. Uh, those help in search. Those help us uh, a lot. And then the last thing we want to do is give a big shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, you have Swannies.co, up-and-coming, awesome golf brand, sick polos, sick prints, uh, hats, T-shirts, everything. Uh, you can get 25% off your order, Nate. Go Get ready to go load up the cart. Use uh, the coupon code DADBODGOLFPOD-25. Take 25% off your next order. Or you can check out sweetrollsgolf.com with a z sweetrollsgolf.com with a z nate my putter grip is installed i can't wait to go get it i'm gonna go pick it up shortly after the show right. uh they do awesome printed putter grips they got cool hats other other swag items really cool brand um use dad uh coupon dad by 20 take 20 percent off your next order um go help the go support these guys go follow them on their social media uh they're they're what helps us be, to be able to do what we do um and uh we appreciate y'all for listening and check us out on the next one this is the dad bod golf pod we're always struggling you've been listening to the dad bod golf pod always stroking thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.